They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? This hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that doesn't always talk about missing time. But certainly wish we could skip a few weeks of this quarantine. This is Hysteria 51. I can help you skip a couple weeks. Have I told you about my amazing new drink, Bot Booze? No. When mixed with my equally high-quality bot juice. I said no. By, by the way, people think they can't find isopropyl alcohol anywhere because people are making hand sanitizer. Nay, silly sheeple. <laughs> this asshole is the actual problem behind that. I'm a robot of the people. I give them what they want. Nay, what they need. You stole my nay. <laughs> he did. nation we are broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension otherwise known as chicago i am your host john goforth and sitting across from me um about 30 miles away is my co-host and frankly the person uh i feel second worst for in this quarantine mr brent hand thanks john and i'm assuming you feel bad for me as i'm quarantined with these tin cans but i guess the question is why am i the second who do you who do you feel worse for isn't that obvious? It's producer Lisa. I mean, I, I honestly, I can't imagine what it's like to be cooped up with two idiots and and Kyle. Hey, that <laughs> other voice you're hearing is the third host of this show and the only one who's actually enjoying quarantine. He's the one, the only conspiracy bot. More neighbors to terrorize during the day. I built C-Bot in my lab to help write and produce a show. Unfortunately, he just drinks too much. And as I'm learning in quarantine, watches a lot of soap operas. Days is okay. YNR is a bit played out. I really think some of these telenovelas are coming into their own. Right, Kyle? Too mad as to me, Padre. Prepare a paramour. <laughs> that other, other robot voice you're hearing, who apparently speaks Spanish now, is Kyle. Kyle is Conspiracy Bot's creation that is equal parts poorly constructed and poorly programmed. Quarantine muffins. Cheese muffins. Quarantine cheese. Muffins in quarantine. Now I am become death. The destroyer of worlds. <laughs> what? Something what? isn't right there, though maybe it never will be. And one might say maybe it never was. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I thought you fixed him, but I, I guess it's still still not perfect. Huh? Yeah. Well. Uh, anyway, Brent, uh, how have you been keeping busy while stranded in the uh, in the OG H51 lair? Oh, man, we've been doing a lot of cooking with Kyle because he's actually allowed in the kitchen. So that's fun. Oh, wow. You, yeah. you let him back in the kitchen. Seabot still has to stay behind the dog. He makes gate. a mean muffin, man. What can I say? <laughs> we are, we are go- one of these days we'll have to share his recipe for cheese muffins. And he took a note from you and he's been uh, getting prepared to make some sourdough. Oh, he, he has a sourdough starter now? No, but he bought some. We're going to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon Prime delivery. You know, Amazon so, now. So I actually have been working on a sourdough starter. Uh, I actually just, um, I'm in day like five or six, just, just actually turned it into dough. My dough is proofing right now. Uh, the name of my sourdough starter, Kyle in honor. I just want to say on behalf of planet earth and in this trying time right now, you're a monster. You are a monster. <laughs> I, could, I don't understand what's so wrong about, okay. Does everyone understand the reason for sourdough starter? The reason for sourdough starter is simple. You don't have yeast. So you go to the store. Yeast is sold out. It's been sold out for six weeks. Uh, what do you do? How do you make how do you make bread? Well, uh, unless you are trying to go for the whole unleavened bread thing, what's uh, wrong? Need, what's wrong with a matzah cracker? Come on, there's now. nothing. There's nothing. It's just hard to put. It's just hard to put raisins into. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but so 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 sourdough is sourdough is where it collects the natural yeast from like the air, and and, and uh, they actually say Brent. Um, and this, this sounds gross. Um, I, <laughs> they say that your sourdough starter takes on the personality of the room or home that it started in. <laughs> I'm like, wait, so the bread's going to taste like someone's house? Gross. Yeah, but right. the person I was talking to about this, like, no, no, it's just like, you know, different bacteria in different homes and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> My bread uh, levitates six feet off the counter and goes, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> 
it's got the personality of my house. It literally took on the personality of my house. So <laughs> yeah. that's that's why I did it. Um, now you could call me a monster in the fact that I do have yeast in my cupboard. That <laughs> 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 nah, that would be fair. Now the reason you're like, why okay. I said monster though is because there's all these people. So that has become a thing. The right. whole making the the uh, breads, especially sourdough, and people got their panties in a bunch online about how dare you in these trying times be wasteful. I saw a lot of people like, wait, we're using the extra stuff I'm making pancakes with and all this stuff like slow your roll people jeez yeah and it's not like okay you know what they've been on on tv talking about not to get to uh to current events but they've been talking about not having tests nobody's been on tv talking about oh gosh uh everyone can serve flour we're gonna run out of flour i mean yeah you go to the store every now and then and there might not be much on the shelf that's just because supply chain there's plenty of flour in this world they are unleavened bread (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, it, seriously I, it's so funny what people get uh, up in arms about now if you go buy a pallet of flour and then start making sourdough uh, that you know that's a different story but you know i, I, I don't know I, I think do? i think stuff like that is good you know i, I was kneading the dough with my son i, I just good stuff you th- like, uh, no man you're supposed to use like a roller or your hands man that's messy and probably <laughs> Come here, Unicron. We got to do this. Yeah, the Unicron is what I call his son. Uh, we got to we got to put you to work. <laughs> I know it hurts. I know it hurts. Uh, you know, art is pain. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, man. So, well, nation, yeah. nation. Uh, in a time when when every every day feels like Groundhog's Day. Phil. Hey, Phil. Phil? Phil Connors? Phil Connors, I thought that was you. We thought we'd look back at a time or two when when time literally, well, let me put that in parentheses, allegedly mm-hmm. stopped. Or, well, something at least. This is the Paris time gap. So I, I want to preface this one as uh, this was a hard one for me to That's what do she said. some research and stuff on. And it's it's another one that a lot of people have, we're, we're plowing through all the backtrack of, of requests. And this is this is one. of We'll get into why. But it's a doozy. So Dateline, December 29th, 1902. Feels like it was just yesterday. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Are we still acknowledging all the, I'm just going on all the pendulum clocks in Paris stop and everyone woke up sick at 1.05 a.m. The end. That's a story. Not quite, though. And we need to add, as you already did, a huge allegedly there. But that is the story of the Paris time gap. And they also said it was only pendulum operated clocks and not spring operated clocks. Think of. Uh, your grandfather clocks that you have, those big things that that uh, swing back and forth. In fact, Paris I've always, is. I've always wanted. Uh, I've always wanted like a big old school grandfather clock, and then I then I looked into how much they cost, yeah. and I no longer want one. I remember Bill Kincaid, a professor we had in college, had one, and every once in a while, you would have to. They had like the 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 chain you'd pull it down. It's weighted, and just mm-hmm. make sure you did that. And it would always, as long as you did that, it would always stay running. Uh, my grandmother growing up, she had one of those old school, uh, cuckoo clocks mm-hmm. that, that actual on the hour, the little doors would open a little, little bird would fly out, you know, or slide out, tweet, mm-hmm. making whatever noise and then go back in. Look up here. You know, right. <laughs> I mean, we have kind of lost the art of cool clocks nowadays. I don't know, man. I got one downstairs that has Pac-Man and the ghosts that roll across the screen here and there. So that uh, honestly, that. That clock, I was actually thinking of that one when I said that. That is like the only cool clock I can think of in anyone's home. <laughs> and that I'm aware it like of. lights up the whole room at night. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, they're, they're, speaking of pendulum clock, we had one as a, a kid. My parents had one on the wall, just a small, I don't know, like a two foot, maybe three foot. I don't know. It's kind of, I don't know. It, it swung a pendulum. France has the, and I'm going to say this on the Foucault pendulum is that what it's called the giant pendulum beautiful clock that they yeah, got yeah yeah that 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 never stops yeah well <laughs> almost uh, 1902 might beg to differ <laughs> one other thing on grandfather clocks the real reason to have one you need a full-size one um i don't know if yours was big enough to count no because no, that's was not at that's all. obviously where the portals are hidden you need to open up the false uh, uh, interior wall, and that's how you... Obviously, trans- you've, you've port- been watching Webster. 
because that's <laughs> what led to the ladder that got up to that secret room. Uh, and, oh, that's right. You know, where the, I was more thinking of like you know I I don't know not 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 Narnia but that that type of thing where you open up something and you know go to a different world. Uh, the back of your dryer where all the socks go. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> it's exactly right. It's a it's a pocket universe. It's a it's a pocket sock universe or sock pocket <laughs> uh, socket pocket. So <laughs> if you were up though, they say at one oh five, you were sick. You didn't feel good. And if you're asleep, you woke up sick. Brent, I'm gonna stop you right there. I'm calling bullshit on this whole thing. Uh-huh. No one in Paris is asleep at one oh five in the morning. That's that's a that's a <laughs> that's baguette hour. By law they have to be up at one. It's a it's a known fact. It's recorded in many books. Um, just don't look it up. But uh, are they leather bound? Yeah, and so you know and true. they smell of rich mahogany, or the room does. That would be really tasty sourdough, <laughs> dude. Sourdough started is made in like a library where all those dust particulates oh. are flying around from the last hundred years. That'd be like the most uh, uh, character. Uh, uh, the sourdough would have more character yeah. from that room than what anywhere else. What do you call else. this strain of sourdough? Shh. <laughs> what well, what's this one? <laughs> well this is yates over there we have some shakespeare and don't and i'd, I'd kind of avoid the stephen king one over there well and this one's called late fee you'll love it i wouldn't worry about it though oh god yeah so allegedly this whole story was first reported in the bulletin of knowledge from 1903 i used to do their obits no no he didn't <laughs> And the authors also mentioned, as we did before, that many people at the moment, I say authors because there's a few places that tell this story, many people at the moment felt dizziness and nausea, nausea. and the director of the main meteorological service said that at that time there were no recorded atmospheric anomalies that could have caused this, and also seismographs experienced no movements in the earth's crust that could have come you know been the reason for this the reason for it yeah damn reptilians <laughs> i mean doubtful but we can keep an open mind now brent um you mentioned earlier that the director of the main meteorological service said that there were uh, no atmospheric anomalies um i i, I got a bit of uh, of sound for you uh, i was actually able to obtain um a recording of him uh, uh checking uh, uh, you know, because the, uh, just taking into account the science of the time, you know, th mm -hmm. this recording is going to make a lot more sense. So let me just go ahead and hit play here. Oh, oh, oh. I feel dizzy. Creak. Oh, 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 nothing in the sky. Creak. Back to bed. Oh, oh, oh. Wife, pass me my baguette. Oh no, we already said baguette. What's another uh, French thing? Pass me my bra uh boulet. Um, what what what's the hat they wear? The bray uh Oh, beret. Beret, yeah. Pass me my All I could think of was Robert Goulet. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get Goulet out of my head. <sighs> uh, Quick staring contest. Go. You win. <laughs> you always do. I do think that uh both of our French accents are just uh ha ha. Mixed with some version of Ron Burgundy. Oh, oh, oui, oui. Parlez-vous. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, how could this happen? That's a big question. Did it actually happen? And so, let's. What could uh, it really be? Those are the big questions. And Brent, before we go to break, let's just reset what we're saying happened. We're saying that at one o five in the morning, all clocks that were pendulum based stopped, and the entire city of Paris got sick. And no one knows why. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you've learned about this in school, as you remember. We all watched the movie 105 oh, Puke Puke from uh, Pierre Mon... <laughs> 105 Puke Puke. <laughs> <laughs> they have weird, uh, like, weird names over there. Everything. Yeah, wasn't, very... Guy, wasn't, wasn't Guy Pierce in that? Yeah, he was. You remember. You remember. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's such a famous story that, you know, it's gone through the ages and everyone knows it. So we're going to break it down. Uh, we'll see if we do that. That's coming up next on Hysteria 51. Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Mm, je m'appelle David. 
You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, it, they design it for long-term retention, you know, it, and yeah. uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and, there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. <laughs> I have to go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know. And we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this, and this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started. For Larry, limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Oh, man. So, Alleged Stories, which I guess is would have been a, a fine name for this podcast. <laughs> alleged Stories. I don't know. It doesn't have the same ring. That's true. It's true. So, Welcome in Alleged Nation yeah. to the podcast. Oh. This is Alleged Stories. So, if you remember, we were, we were looking at December of 1902. Let's start this second part of this show by me saying something right off the bat. We picked this topic, as I said, because so many people asked for it. So many of you sent it in or requested it uh, one way or another. 
And we love diving into listener topics, especially ones I, I can say at least that I'm not super familiar with because I can't speak for John, but this one for me, I didn't know anything about it, so I tried to go to town on the research. Did you? Had you heard of this one previously? So, Brent, this is uh, this is interesting, and this is actually what kind of ties back to the reason that perhaps I've I had heard of it and you hadn't. Um, I had heard of it uh, when you, when 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 we started talking about doing it. I'm like, oh God, I, I I'm pretty sure I, I know that one, and that's because sometimes Brent. I look for uh, shortcuts to finding topics to match yours. You, you come from 30 years of knowledge and in reading about the peculiar, the abnormal, the Fordian. Um, I myself am strange and unusual. I'm more along the lines of kind of the, uh, you know, give me a five-minute YouTube video that explains 10 different things, and uh, I'll see what sounds interesting. Yeah, of, of those. <laughs> of those, right. And, uh, and so there's a show that I watched, um, and I, listen, I, I'm smart enough to take everything with a grain of salt, but there's a show I watched, uh, on Netflix called top 10 secrets and mysteries. And this was one of the mysteries on one of the episodes. And so I, when, when, when you had suggested it, I think, I think I know that one. And I went back and looked and, you know, we put our lists together months in advance and I went back and looked. And sure enough, there it was. Yeah. Um, it was it was one of the the topics on specifically. It was uh, season two, episode eight, big city mysteries. Yeah, the problem that I'll say with this story, you know, and and the, the, it's going to tie into what you just said, is when we or I started doing the research. My end, the problem was there was nothing, not nothing, but the results are not expansive. They're in just a few places anywhere online that even mention anything to do with this. And they're mostly hearsay, but it seems to have that jumping off point. And the interesting thing is that jumping off point is what John just said. It's secrets, top 10 secrets and mysteries. And it was season two in the Netflix show, by the way, it almost feels like this one's even more true than most things because it's almost like the internet has been cleaned of this. If you go, go I mean, even Googling, you're not getting to two or three pages of results. You're getting the things that we're going to talk about on here. Uh, if you go to YouTube and you search Paris time gap, there's one result. Everything else is unrelated. Yeah. It's, it's literally like, like if you believed in like deep state, if you believed in, you know, uh, uh, the NWO and, and when Somewhere there's information, Bob Lazar is like, mm-hmm. Uh, I yep. told you uh, the in, 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 in there's information that we're not allowed to know and that they're able to uh, exactly like Bob Lazar, like clean up the fact that he went to MIT. Uh, if you're able if you believe in all of that, then they did a really good job on. Well, this and the one. interesting thing, like you said, this was the season two of top 10 secrets and mysteries on Netflix. And the thing about it is that they told, quote unquote, historical stories. And I say it that way because. Anyone that watches it, you can look into it. They were full of flaws. They were exaggerated. They were urban legends. Or some of the stories have been proven to just be flat out made up. But the problem is, the problem with shows like that, there are a handful on there that are 100% true exactly and, and, right. and recorded fairly accurately. And that's what makes things like this, like clickbait or legend porn or whatever you want to call it. And, legend porn. Yeah, and the segment on that's this what they one, call any porn that I'm in. Because <laughs> uh, you're always having sex with John Legend. Uh, I don't even know what that <laughs> This was the segment of the episode, Big City Mysteries, and it was episode eight of season two. Like you said, it released March 15th of 2019, and it tells the story. One follow-up to that, Brent. Uh, I don't know if you've gone and looked lately. Secrets and Mysteries, no longer it available on Netflix. You can't, and it's very hard to find anywhere. And it wasn't that long ago. Fuck, it came that out I a watched. year ago. This I mean, it, I, I, I think I was watching this, at like, God, if I had to guess, around Christmas time? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm guessing. I, I'm not stating that as fact, but it, it meaning uh, it it hasn't been off of there for very long. And it just told the story that in 1902 this happened. People woke up, pendulum clock stopped. <gasps> oh, what could have caused it? We don't know. So that was the the jumping off point as far as uh, bring it into the the people's consciousness. Is there anything before this, or did this just really start with the show? I guess that's the first thing that we want to answer. And this is where Brent's research hat gets put on, and he, and Brent gets excited. You can literally see him like huddled over the keyboard, and if you start talking to him, he doesn't hear you. Uh, Brent likes to I ignore um, most um, people anyway, though. So oh, that's true. <laughs> when, when when Brent gets his detective hat on, uh oh, look out! Internet. I don't know, man. I I 
I read a post on Hysteria Nation, and it turns out I've never done research in my life because I've never vetted the person that told the story, then vetted their background and the person they went to high school with, and then uh, interviewed them and lit them on fire. <laughs> Did you read that post? Oh, uh, I read that. But I'll, here, it was a fairly, um, oh, I don't know, Byzantine uh, view of the word research. I, I, I think sometimes when we talk about uh, uh, words that there are... You know, are you talking about? Uh, are you talking about clinical research? Are you just? You know, I mean, I mean, I think if you actually, you know what, Brent, because this hit obviously a nerve with both you and I. Let's look it up. I'm gonna do it right now. You, I'm gonna the, go to the, Webster's. The definition of of research or this of, actual post. The definition of the word research. You're not gonna say that this person who wrote randomly online could be wrong, are you? Would I ever infer that? <laughs> In the history of this show, all hundred and however many episodes. You know, this is going to be episode 183, but I just looked. I think this is episode with bonuses and stuff. This is like 192. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So the question is, what do we? What will officially be episode 200? Whatever is it, we name episode 200. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right. So here we go. Definition of research. Number one, careful or diligent search. Number two, studious inquiry or examination. Number three. The collecting of information about a particular subject. That's it as a noun. Uh, it as a verb is, number one, to search or investigate exhaustively. Number two, to do research for. This is my version of research, and it's the only one that matters, is what that Right. Is. I mean, my point, like, careful or diligent research. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've never actually done that, but some of the stuff you do, Brent, could almost be classified <laughs> as that. <laughs> And I'm sure that some of the stuff that other uh, Fordian uh, type of shows does is actually would be considered research. Um, I, I, I the point I think the point that the post is trying to make is that in this we live in a world and in a time where people choose their own reality. You know, the Earth is flat, and then like using flat earthers as an example, they then come back and say, "Well, I did the research. Here it is," and they you know cite a couple Angel Fire articles. And so I, I think that's the point the post is trying to make, but it got way too draconian in its uh, in its language. I thought the best thing about Angel Fire sites is they're just there forever. I have <laughs> yeah. one from my improv group from twenty five years ago that's still still rocking. If you can find it, you know crazy. the the absolute best example of that, and it's still up today, and it's fucking amazing. SpaceJam.com. dot com. Yeah. There you go. The movie Space Jam with all its nope. clip art and everything on there. You know? The only thing that's missing is like the vi- the visit counter. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man, go go pull that HTML apart on your own time. So yeah, so back to this. You know, I, I we said there was the the big jumping off point for this story was the show, but did it exist before that, or was it just made up? That was my big question. So when you search for the topic online, John, you kind of said this. Only a few things pop up. There's not a lot. There's like one video and most of it is just indirectly or a few seconds or a line here and there. Even on Reddit, someone will ask about it and it gets immediately dismissed. And I even put, if you go to the links in the show description, you'll find there's some Reddit links on there. We have the oldest one that I could find online, which was from March 30th of 2016. It was by a user named Tarasenko Evgisha. I don't know how to say that last name. It's on a site called Prezi, and, and I did have to translate it because this person was writing in Russian. If you're not familiar with Prezi, it's um, it's a, it's a kind of an online PowerPoint. You you can put together presentations, and the the trick or the gimmick is the the presentations look animated, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's kind of a cool tool. I, I messed around with it before. I never really never felt like the juice was worth the squeeze on it. But uh, either way, that so what we're saying is that we found that there's a presentation created by a user named i'll let brent say it uh, tarasenko's Tarasenko, last name again yeah, i don't know you give it a shot uh, and uh, and this is the presentation <laughs> yeah, that, and so, that was found granted like i said i had to translate this from russian so you know it, there's it it stumbles in some spots but the information in it is <laughs> there's nothing there this is what it says that night in many places in this city in five minutes one o'clock simultaneously stopped wall pendulum clock at the same time as written, herald of knowledge, many people feel nausea, dizziness, and fainting proximity. The next slide, why? The next one, to this day, no one can unravel the mystery of this mystical event. And that is fucking it. No more than that. It's just a site showing a PowerPoint with so little info. And that was literally the first spot online that I could find anyone talking about this this whole situation. Now, 
There is one other spot that was a little more interesting. And it's worth, so, but let's follow the timeline here. It's worth noting that that, that That's it. Prezi is from three years prior to the show's right. release. And then there's a post on a site called Amino by user Moonchild from December 23rd of 2016. So a few months later, the first one was from March 30th of 2016. And then Moonchild was writing on Amino. Moonchild's just the username. December 23rd. Didn't you, uh, didn't you date somebody named Moonchild uh, was, in high school? Uh, oh, my God. What was that girl? And why am I forgetting it? The one that you went on the date with. Uh, <laughs> Moonbug. Moonbug. <laughs> that was her AOL chat name. <laughs> oh, memories from the corner. So, so Brent and I are roughly 16 years old, and we decide, that, and I'm chatting on AOL with um, what is almost assuredly mostly old men that I think are, are other 16 year old girls, 14 year old um, here, bit of a, <laughs> bit of a workout freak. <laughs> um, but you know, it's, it's innocuous. I'm, I'm like, I'm 16. I'm just like, Hey, you know, do you like to, uh, go to the movies? I do too. You know, anyway, started a chat with, uh, I don't even remember how you find found people back then, but I do remember when you were in chat, you always hit a, SL age sex location. Anyway, um, wound up wound up striking a, a conversation with somebody who was allegedly also in our hometown of Springfield, Illinois, and uh, we uh, as she had a friend, I had a friend. His name was Brent. Uh, we decided to go on a double date, and she brought the friend. I bought Brent, and we went to the mall. Um, I don't know if we went to a movie. Then we or went to what? a play, actually, too. Oh, that's right. We went to the mall, and then we went to a play. It was the Music Man. I don't know why I remember that. Um. <laughs> wow. So, uh, so, so oddly enough, this is one of those online encounters that they really were just like what they said they were, just like we were what we said we were. And one of their names was Moon. Oh, we should, we should do a special edition. Find you know, find Moonbug. All these. What years was later. funny is John had no interest in this girl. I mean, there was nothing wrong with her. You had no interest in her. But the no, funny just, thing there was, was no sparks. Yeah. Funny thing was, we kept running into her everywhere, and so we would like be like Moonbug to you, and you'd be like, "Stop it! Knock it off!" <laughs> <laughs> so Brent, Brent, tell your favorite story from that. Yeah, night. we're in the, like we're at the I think the play, and we we go to the bathroom, and John's like in the middle of it. He's like, "Yeah, I don't like my date, so I'm taking yours." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Switch." I'm like, "That's not how this works." Switcheroo. No, that's not how this works. No. <laughs> and the other one was no more attractive or or no, likable or and they weren't unattractive and... either they were just you know whatever have you ever gone to dinner ordered something the person you're with ordered something and halfway through the meal like you know, i don't know it's okay yeah you don't do that with dates usually though yours looks good too let's let's why don't we flip and see if we like the other one better <laughs> listen i was a 16 year old and that started john's life of Polly. so getting back to the story uh <laughs> So Moonchild, not not Moonbug. We'll call her Moonbug. No, Moonchild. Uh, December twenty third, twenty sixteen. Let's read the actual posts that she made. John, you want to read that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the greatest mysteries of the twentieth century. It is one of the greatest mysteries in the scientific world. <laughs> that it is. <laughs> Uh, of the 20th century is still waiting for his clarification in the night from 29 to 30 December 1902 in Paris in one hour, five minute abruptly stopped all clocks. This incredible event was described in the first issue of the bulletin of knowledge from 1903. The authors also mentioned that many Parisians at that moment felt dizziness associated with nausea and dizziness. Hey, I'm just reading what's on the page. Read it like it is. Director Maine Meteorological Service official said, oh, 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 no, said that at the time uh, were not recorded in atmosphere, no anomalies, neither seismographs, not experienced movements in the Earth's crust. Experts, however, agreed that to some geophysical phenomena occur had since stopped only pendulum clock, but the clock driven spring movements. This is being read, like we said, exactly how it is. So verbatim. It is known that the movement of the pendulum in hours affects the gravitational force of the Earth. Huh. That's the other way around, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you get enough grandfather Someone clocks, I'll swing a and clock. We're fucked. <laughs> the Earth is going off its axis. <laughs> That's why we have a limit on grandfather clocks. That's why they're so expensive. The simultaneous stop of all pendulums might be the case if Paris suddenly ceased to operate gravitational force. 
but that would be all the residents and pendulum find themselves in the state of weightlessness. The same opportunity would arise if the whole area suddenly found itself in a state of freedom falling. <laughs> that's what that's what the uh, U.S. dive team calls their dives. <laughs> we don't dive. We freedom fall. Whenever we go, we could go take out the leader of another country. It's Operation Freedom that's Falling. Right. Even that did not happen. Given that residents experience nausea are also considered that an oscillation or swing in the opposite direction to the movement of the pendulum. Interestingly, the same day in Paris stopped only a clock, but also the famous Foucault pendulum. Uh, This represents an important experiment, which confirms the rotation of the earth. The residents were also very concerned and asked for an explanation from the authorities in comprehensible events. But never a clear answer on the subject of sometimes return a variety of publicists in office paranormal. And so gradually appear all sorts of more or less respectable theories that try to explain the strange event. According to one of them could be an experiment which was initiated by extraterrestrials. Another hypothesis considers that the night in Paris clashed with Earth miniature neutron star. So, wow, a lot to unpack there if you really wanted to. Um, it it <laughs> reads like it was also translated, but that was not a translated site. That was just the way it was written. Everything from gravitational anomalies to aliens to a miniature neutron star crashing onto Earth. But the important thing about that is we have a lead, and that lead, they say, is the Bulletin of Knowledge from 1903. That's the point where they said that, that was, it was put into the, the publication. Mm-hmm. That's also where that lead ends. I cannot find anything about a publication called Bulletin Knowledge, uh, but it was from another country, what? so it, it might be hard to find. Also, if you remember, uh, our friend Tarasenko... Referred to the Herald so that, of Knowledge. So that's where I was going. So they both sound like you have the Bulletin of Knowledge. You have the Herald of Knowledge. It could be a translation issue. Like I said, both of these sound like they've been translated, but only one of them officially was. I don't know. To try to figure out this post, though, I I posted on the Amino site asking for any help tracking it down. I also messaged Moonchild, and I actually got a reply. And uh, this is the reply. I love this. Hi, sorry, this is, in brackets, really old post, so I'm not that sure where I got that. I believe it was from a video I watched back then and found interesting, LOL. It might be made up, I don't know, LOL. I was like 11 when I created this, so frankly, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) And the post was, uh, let's, let's do some math here. The post came out in 2016. Uh, it is 2020 now. It was the end of, of uh, 2016. So just a, it was yeah. the end. So, so, so you know, it was a long time ago. Number one and number two, the person that you're exchanging this post with is 14. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> LOL. Sorry, LOL. I might be made up. LOL. I can't remember. It was so long ago. LOL. Oh, those damn reptilians! Well, I did get a reply, and it is exactly what i expected i don't know it's probably made up so it's just a bulletin board you posted like reddit you posted a response to the post and then you got a response back yeah from i, that I posted to this the response and i put and i sent them a message and that's what i got back and if you go to the show notes i'll, I'll post a picture of that too so you can see the the exchange because so riveting uh so really old john like you said but i wasn't satisfied because this person said i don't know maybe it was in a video maybe i read it i don't know so i went to the tried and trusted, one of my favorite things to use, the Wayback Machine. And the Wayback Machine is, it takes glimpses of the internet. When you put it on the internet, it's there forever. Even if they take it down, you can usually find it using the Wayback Machine. And I went back as far as it would go, and guess what I found? Nothing. I could find no other instances of this topic being talked about prior to these two events in 2016. Like you said, is the Herald of Knowledge a different name for the Bulletin of Knowledge? Well, I mean, I th- it's, it's obvious that that prior to 2016, it was it was wiped. Well, that's right because reasons and just start stuff, throwing right. in hot reasons, reptilians, adrenochrome. Uh, Here's my question: Am- Am- Amino's website is that what it's called? Amino. Amino yeah. yeah. Did you uh, reveal source code and find a hidden you message? You know what? Board? I did not think to accidentally hit the function button that I usually hit on every button. <laughs> website i'm on and bring up the source code because i'm guessing secretly hidden in there is um 
a bunch of child especially porn. with those brackets around really that's probably some sort of code you know like, yeah there's knock at my door yet <laughs> <laughs> so john real quick let's what could have caused something like this actually if it was to happen are we silly for caring and you know what one of the big questions that i had while going over this what does john smell like wait, wait that's oh, all oh, next oh, on hysteria oh. 51 it um you know listen before before we get into why someone might have made this up assuming it's made up you asked an interesting question before break and i thought i thought i thought it was worth uh talking through let's just say it's true you said why should anyone care (laughs) i think it's a really good question because no one's saying that time stopped right like the the clocks that the clocks that didn't have pendulums kept going uh, so no one's saying time stopped, and uh, like what? Even if this thing really happened, yeah, no okay, one lost a, time. This isn't a Barney Betty Hill uh, right, type right, right. of a mass abduction, or even a, a an incident that would have caused, other than slight nausea, they say any any so uh, other than just a little discomfort. It's not something that would be that memorable. I guess, other than the fact that all the pendulum clocks, but guess what? That happens because of reasons we'll get into what can cause it, but that does happen from time to time. Gravitational waves, but go ahead. Uh, They're called gravitons. (laughs) So let's, real quick, why do people make up stories? Well, that might be a silly question, but it's something we got to talk about. I mean, it, it, (laughs) sex sells and so does craziness. And I think that's important to say. Yes, it does. And it, you certainly can make yourself popular, rich, or famous, most of the time uh, infamous, rather, uh, by creating these stories and getting people to believe in them. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> Think about this. We've done, uh, as you mentioned, Brent, some like 190 episodes. And no matter if you are a the biggest skeptic in the world or the biggest believer in the world, a percentage of the things that we have talked about are not true. A percentage of them, whether it's 100%, uh, whether it is uh, 1% or somewhere in between, uh, some percentage of them is not true. If it true. is 1%, uh, that's frightening as shit, but keep going. That is frightening. Yes, that's true. So uh, every other story that we talked about that sounds so much more plausible and so much more believable are nothing more than this fucking internet post. Mm-hmm. They really aren't. They just, you know what You know what the difference is? Time. Time and someone else believing the story. Th- take, for instance, you mentioned Barney and Betty Hill. If they made all that up, and we're not saying they did, but if, yeah. We're not saying they did, but if they did, all this is is two yahoos talking about something that never happened, and then they get one other person to start, uh, you know, spreading the, the news. They, they get one friends, other believer. And they tell two friends. Exactly. And then you get like a Stanton, Stanton Friedman, who who is big in a field, and also a believer, which converts thousands of other believers. And now there is weight and gravitas to the story. And it is nothing more than the Paris time gap in a different gown. Um, but that said, I'm not, I'm not saying that that's true of Barney and Betty Hill. But the point is that this is no. I'm I, I'm not bothered by this because it's no more incredulous than any of the other shit that we talk about that might or might not be true. Well, I mean, going off that, just like is the Herald of Knowledge a different name for the Bulletin of Knowledge? Yes and no, because they're both probably made up, and someone or a translation probably messed up the name. So it could have been the same thing happening because there are no accounts from anyone else of this happening. Even if the bulletin or herald of knowledge existed, it could all all we could be talking about here is we just need to go further back in time to figure out where someone made something up. Right. And I guess the next thing, a big one is what could cause something like this to really happen? Well, technically speaking, something like this, as I stated, could happen. Sometimes earthquakes stop pendulums and also make people feel sick or nauseous. That kind of ticks off a lot of the boxes. The pendulum, you, you rattle it and it stops. And the shaking or the differences and the releases from things when the earth quakes causes people to get sick. 
Would it stop all of them in an area? Well, that's a different question. If it's big enough, sure. I mean, you know, big enough, big enough stops everything. <laughs> Even if this did happen and all these reports are and the report is true, it's still conjecture. They said that all of them stopped. Did they really run a poll across all of Paris? Of course. Pardon me, sir. Do you have a moment? You don't know about uh, the early 1900s your- Paris polls? God, now we got next week's episode. <laughs> Paris polls. <laughs> nah, but seriously though, the the point of this is there's no record of any earthquakes on that date in question anywhere in France, alone Paris. So that kind of puts a big chunk into that. That's ruled out as a possibility to me because it didn't, ha- you know, period. And recently found that there can be gravitational anomalies. There are maps of the world showing how it affects areas. And if you go to the, I've said this like three times, if you go to the, our website and you go to the show notes on the website, I'll throw a, a, a video or a, a GIF on there showing, you know, how their different areas of Earth have different uh, gravity. Yeah. And, and I, I said gravitational waves earlier. Gravitational waves are absolutely real and they absolutely do hit the Earth. I have no idea uh, if, <laughs> I have no idea. If they would cause this to happen, but they're there. They are a thing. Well, recently proven thing. Very recently proven. Yeah, that's very cool. Very true. But here's the thing. We know gravity affects clocks, not just pendulums. So if it was gravity, now gravity hitting a pendulum could stop it, but gravity affects all clocks. You can take a clock up higher than lower altitudes, and when they were set the same, you come back and they are running differently. That's an easy way to show relativity. So that kind of throws a, a yeah. Even obviously, it's because it's relativity. It even has nothing to do with the the mechanics. A, a digital wristwatch would operate the same exactly. Way. So, like I said, unless it's some sort of crazy gravity spike, but again, there's zero evidence of something like that happening because there's no proof or no writing about this other than these little things. This just did not happen, unfortunately, in my book. I cannot give it any credence. It's not silly to want to know if stuff like this happened. We just have to be willing to go nope next because a lot of people hold on to these crazy stories because I hope and I I close my eyes and and really want it to be true. But that doesn't mean that it's true. Um, That's something that we got (laughs) to think about. Right. You know, don't you see that all the time? But I thought if it was on Netflix, that did mean it was true. Well, that is in the contract. I mean, Tiger King is is obviously 100% true, and it happened just that way. Well, the sad thing is, as you're reading, if you go in and watch, especially a really good interview David Spade did with the guy who was doing the... Um, that bitch, Carol Baskin. <laughs> the guy who was, was filming there that got all his shit torched. Uh, it is true, and it's dumbed down. It was way worse than what you saw. And Tiger King, uh, no, Joe there, was a there are horrible some, racist no. and... The whole the whole thing is a lie. You know why? Because that angelic voice is not his voice. It is not Joe Exotic's it's voice. It's not even one on guy. There's songs. two guys that sang those songs. Some of them are one guy. Some of them are the other. It's. Oh, I thought it, I thought one was the ghost writer and one was the ghost voice. Um, so but, one of them didn't know that he used the song until he saw it online. They said. <laughs> That's that's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, my point is the whole thing is a lie because that angelic voice is not his. Therefore, I know. I I saw Tiger and the Tiger saw man and a speed buggy (laughs) was driving across the land. I missed that. Yeah. Well, they cut it off in the show. That's in the uh, that's in the director's cut. (laughs) Right. So this this whole thing is kind of pointing us to this one thing and this thing that you're talking about that you watched where did top 10 secrets and mysteries get this story well i wanted to know myself so i tried to get in touch with peter vachler he's the czech executive producer of the series it was actually done from a czech production company that that did it for for i thought you were gonna say czech whorehouse uh, don't they, they might run it out of one i don't know more power to them <laughs> breaks are a hell of a time uh, I, I did reach out to Peter, and I did not hear back from him. So, yeah, Shocking. good question. Yeah, well, I mean, we're got. talking about. I mean, he's he's the executive producer of a series, and likely we're talking about the story that got his series pulled off of of Netflix. So, um, yeah, that's really yeah, weird that it is pulled. I mean, usually stuff is and it's not available anywhere else right now. No, no, nowhere, and there aren't even clips of um, of the segments on YouTube. There's a there's a promo for season two. That's about all I could find. Anyway, yeah. So Brent, we uh, we thought, okay, fine, fine. Paris Paris time gap was fake, but has time actually ever stopped? Well, guess what? The internet can come to your rescue. 
<laughs> or to your despise as it treated me this week. Correct, correct. So if you're Jewish, if you're Christian, even if you're Muslim, you're probably familiar with the guy named Joshua. Uh, to our Christian friends. Joshua by the uh, Battle of Jericho and the walls came tumbling right. down. That's right. And uh, Old Testament we're talking about. Um, and, and now technically his name was Hoshea, the son of Nun of the tribe of Ephraim. The first of his name, the unburned king of the Indals, king of Mirian, Khaleesi of the great grass sea, protector of the realm, regent of the seven kingdoms, breaker of chains and father of dragons. But Moses called him Joshua. Hey, Joshi, <laughs> bring me my walking stick. I'm not sure how much of that is true, but you're right about the last part. Moses did call him Joshua. Anyway, yes, him. Uh, according to the Bible, he was leading the Israelites in a battle against the five Amorite kings, and he asked God to stop the sun so that he could finish the battle in daylight. God did so, Israelites win, and there was much rejoicing. Now, now, whether you're religious or not, um, you, when, you're, when you're reading text of the Bible, you have to consider a few different things. Obviously, you're reading a translation of a translation of a translation. There's been lots of translations. Um, some some parts of the Bible are certainly parable, you know, uh, uh, lessons to learn from, but not necessarily historical events. Uh, and then some of it that, that even it is historic uh, was recorded decades and centuries after it happened when finally someone finally wrote like it in down. Like December of 1902. Correct. Now, that's not to say that there isn't historical fact in the Bible. Scientists have actually proven story after story after story from the Bible. Uh, and, but then other stories have largely been accepted as, as myth or, or perhaps more to uh, like parable to illustrate a point than to give an accurate historical account. But regardless, we're not here to d debate the inerrancy of the Bible. We're just saying that there's definitely a little bit of a game of, of translation telephone going on with, with parts of the Bible. Okay. And, and I set all of that for you. Um, I, because I, listen, we don't want to get into the, the histocracy or how, what are they, historicity, historicity, I think of the Bible, uh, other, we are not smart enough to do that, but the reason we set all of this up not to do that, maybe we're, yeah, exactly. Um, the debate goes on. We wanted to set this all up because there was one man who 100% believed a story and he said that NASA proved it. His name was Harold Rimmer. Not to be confused with Harry Reamer of 70s porn fame, literally. Also true, although Reamer would have been a good last name for that, too, if you think about it. Uh, and just don't think hard. God uh, knows I will. But he said, he said that, uh, that, that Joshua, uh, that God did stop the sun in, in, in the sky for Joshua to, to, to win the battle over the Amorite kings and that NASA had proven it. And so um, it, this story made the internet yeah. rounds a long time ago. Uh, I mean, going back to the, the 90s. But the, um, let's read. Brent, you want to read for us? Um, this, is, this is one uh, copy pasta version of the story from the internet. Do you know that the space program is busy proving that what has been called myth in the Bible is true? Mr. Harold Hill, president of the Curtis Engine Company in Baltimore, Maryland, and a consultant in the space program relates the following development. I think one of the most amazing things that God has for us today happened recently on our astronauts and space scientists at Greenbelt, Maryland. They were checking the position of the sun, moon, and planets in our space, where they would be 100 years and 1,000 years from now. We have to know this so we won't send a satellite up and have it bump into something later on in its orbits. We have to lay out the orbits in terms of the life of the satellite and where the planets will be so the whole thing will not bog down. They ran the computer measurements back and forth over the centuries, and they came to a halt. The computer stopped and put up a red signal, which meant there was something wrong, either with the information fed into it or with the results as compared to the standards. They called in the service department to check it out, and they said, what's wrong? Well, they found there is a day missing in space in elapsed time. They scratched their heads and tore their hair. There was no answer. Finally, a Christian man on the team. Is Whenever I can't figure something out. I tear my That's hair. That's true. <laughs> Finally, a Christian man on the team said, you know, one time I was in Sunday school and they talked about the sun standing still. While they didn't believe him, they didn't have an answer either. So they said, show us. He got a Bible, as you do at NASA all the time, and went back to the books of <laughs> Joshua, where they found a pretty ridiculous statement for anyone with common sense. They put in quotes there. There they found the Lord saying to Joshua, fear them not. I have delivered them into thy hand. They shall not a man of them stand before thee. Joshua was concerned because he was surrounded 
by the enemy, and if darkness fell, they would overpower them. So Joshua asked the Lord to make the sun stand still. That's right. The sun stood still and the moon stayed and hasted not to go down about a whole day. That's from Joshua 10, 12, 13. It's important to note that what they're doing in this post is they're taking a tiny bit of biblical scripture and then putting all of their extra storylines into it. Mm-hmm. They, you know, all, a lot of this isn't in the Bible. <laughs> this is just their interpretation of it. But go ahead, Brent. The astronauts and scientists said there is a missing day. They checked the computers going back to the time, and it was written and found it was close, but not close enough. The elapsed time that was missing back in Joshua's day was 23 hours and 20 minutes, not a whole day. They read the Bible, and there it was about approximately a day. These words in the Bible are important, but they were still in trouble because if you can't account for 40 minutes, then you're still in trouble 1,000 years from now. 40 minutes had to be found somewhere for it to be multiplied many times over in orbits. As the Christian employee thought about it, he remembered somewhere in the Bible where it said, and the sun went backwards. The scientists told him that he was out of his mind. They got out the books and read, and it's in Second Kings that told the following story. Hezekiah, on his deathbed, was visited by the prophet Isaiah, who told him he was not going to die. Hezekiah asked for a sign of, as proof. Isaiah said, do you want the sun to go ahead 10 degrees? Hezekiah said, fuck yeah. No, he said, it is nothing for the sun to go ahead 10 degrees, but let the shadow return backward 10 degrees. Isaiah spoke to the Lord, and the Lord brought the shadow 10 degrees backward. 10 degrees is exactly 40 minutes, 23 hours and 20 minutes in Joshua plus 40 minus the second king make the missing day in the universe. Isn't it amazing? The end. That's the whole story. Yeah, we're done. Uh, Might as well hit the exit music or there's a few problems here. Okay, so so let's run down the list, Brent. The research cited by the author of the book, Mr. Rimmer, came whatever that research was, uh, came from an uh, unnamed 1890 book. Book from 1890. They didn't name books before um, 1895. That checks out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, What'd you read? Mr. Harold night? Hill. I don't know. It was good though. Words. Mr. Harold Hill, while while he was president of the Curtis Engine Company, um, according to NASA, and this is a quote from NASA, the center has no knowledge of the use of its computers, supposed by Mr. Harold Hill and attributed to our scientists. Goddard, this is, you know, obviously Goddard Center. Goddard does not apply his computers to the ta- to the task of projecting thousands of years into the future or past, as this would be irrelevant to the operational lifetime of satellites, which rarely exceeds a dozen years. <laughs> uh, it goes on. Harold Hill worked briefly at Goddard early in the 1960s as a plant engineer, a position which would not place him in direct contact with our computer facilities or teams engaged in orbital computations. And then even when asked about it, Hill said, this is the best quote of the whole thing. My inability to furnish documentation of the missing day incident in no way detracts from its authenticity. That is the (laughs) most Jeremy Corbell answer I've ever heard. Well, we can't find anything out about Bob Lazar's past. That does nothing to detract from authenticity of anything else he said in his life. I I find a lot of problem with statements like that. Then, then of course, Brent, there's the concept of even being able to, uh, you know, like decipher uh, time periods from biblical verses. Mm-hmm. Um, ver- various translations uh, were Joshua ten thirteen differently. Most of them agree that the sun stood still uh, for something less than a day. Um, so you know, because again, you're translating from from ancient Hebrew into more modern, into other languages, into English. And then various versions in English. Uh, so, you know, it could be about a whole day or or nearly a day or almost a day. Um, but we're told nothing specific, nothing more specific in the Bible uh, than about a whole day. So that could mean, you know, they're saying it meant exactly uh, 23 hours and 20 minutes. It, that also could have meant 22 hours and 47 minutes or, mm-hmm. or 21 hours and nine yeah. minutes. Uh, we have no idea. Uh, now, so I went to Snopes about this story, Brent. And, and let me just read for you what Snopes has to say. The next difficulty in the interpretation presented in this legend of the st- is the statement in uh, our Second Kings 20 about God moving the shadow backwards 10 degrees as meaning that the sun's shadow was moved backwards through 10 angular degrees of measurement on a dial, presumably a sundial. Since a dial is a circle and a circle contains 360 degrees, moving the sun's uh, shadow backwards 10 degrees would correspond to resetting time uh, by one thirty sixth of a day, 
One thirty-sixth of a 24-hour day is two-thirds of an hour or 40 minutes. Voila. The problem is the Second Kings 20 doesn't quite say this. The word degree is an artifact of certain English translations. How this passage is presented in other translations is more general. That the sun's shadow moved backward 10 steps, or 10 units, or 10 intervals, or 10 markings, on the, quote, dial of Ahaz. Since we have no idea exactly what the dial of Ahaz was, nor how much time was represented by one of its units, we cannot make any real estimate as to how far the sun actually moved. It's actually pronounced dial of Ahaz. Ahaz. Thank you. Thank you you for the, um, the clarification. Now, regardless of the amount of time involved, the discovery of a quote-unquote missing period of time remains implausible. If the sun really did stand still for an entire day or almost a day a few millennia ago, we would have absolutely no way of determining that fact through astronomic observations today. There's no frame of reference, no no cosmic calendar or master clock to see if we've you know kind of underdrawn or overdrawn on the bank of time. The concept described here would be like giving someone, this is my favorite line from Snopes, the concept described here would be like giving someone a non-functioning clock and asking him to determine how much time had elapsed since the clock stopped running. (laughs) (laughs) In other words, that time might have very well stopped that day, or the story could be parable or euphemism, or something else could have happened that wasn't understood by a less scientifically advanced culture, like something that we could perhaps explain today. But by no means was it ever proven by NASA or anyone else uh, that it happened. It's just another fake internet story like the Paris time gap. Uh, last last note on this, Brent. <laughs> Scientists at Cambridge think that it might have happened and that it might have been an explanation for an eclipse they recently proved happened. <laughs> but that's that's a whole other story for another it's day. It's funny. You just you post something. The point of this is and people go, OK. We see it every day. Go open Facebook and look at something from your aunt. Did you know that if you use insert yeah. whatever, you'll die and be raped and this happened and that happened? And it takes three seconds to Google or to Bing it <laughs> or dog pilot or you know, insert your engine of choice or, ask Jeeves. or or use common sense to know a lot of times that most of this stuff isn't true. And, and with stories like the, the Paris time gap, it sounds like it could be possible. But you go into it and you look at it and it just doesn't hold up to any sort of scrutiny whatsoever. People like to believe stories that also reaffirm their bias. So in the example of the Joshua story, again, we're not saying that that God didn't make the sun stand still for a day. The point is God could have made the sun stand still for a day and then negated its impact on the solar system. Yeah, and you, you wouldn't know either way, but the, the, the point is that some Yahoo decided to write a fictitious book about how they proved it at NASA, and NASA's like, no, that didn't effing happen. Well, NASA, as we all know, is ran by Procter & Gamble, which is a, of Satan, so yeah. And by the way, assuming God exists, which I believe he does, uh, I'm sure, or he or, he or she, um, uh, he or she is sitting there really happy with people making up fake stories to prove out uh, the Bible. <laughs> oh, that's... There you... <laughs> <laughs> he's used to it. I mean, I think now. that's the 11th commandment, isn't yes, it, Brent? It was, but <laughs> these are the 15, co- these are the 10 commandments. <laughs> so, John, real quick before we go, I did make a promise earlier. Tell us what you smell like. What was that? Be descriptive. Use your words. Paint a picture of your smell for the people listening at home. I would say I smell like my house, the environment of my house, the yeast in so, my house. So, used quarantine diapers and yeast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not engaging in this because, as I've said on no, countless I occasions, you, it's no longer available. They can't do it, so I'm just wanting. It never was. A, it never oh, should it have was. been available, and people could have smelled you all day like not it, a at thing. events. They would have. I would have held you down. Seabot would have helped. He's got his taser attachments. We all know this, but one bad apple spoils the whole go forth. <laughs> what is to know? What do you guys think about the? John Smelt. Now, what do you guys think about the Paris time gap? Uh, is there another time or anything else that we we didn't think of that could have caused it? Have you heard of Did it? Did it happen? I mean, like, do you, do you disagree with us? Is it is it is this one of those things that was scrubbed well from the internet? There are but it was other actually a big spots thing. Where it comes up, and you, these are just the main ones. But those are the ones I told you are the first ones. 
now it's been in places since well but, but but the the point being that uh, even if you take the full totality of the places you can find it on the internet it's pretty there's still pretty few and far between um i mean you can go far on the internet and there'll be 16 uh, uh, uh citations of it right, <laughs> right you know the 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 fact that it's it's really hard to dig up that series of words in various texts tells you something yeah that's a very telling thing but that doesn't mean that things aren't overlooked so let us know how can they let us know? Well, the easiest way would be to hop on Facebook and go to our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just simply log into Facebook and search Hysteria and Nation. And on Facebook, you can go to Facebook.com slash Hysteria51pod. That is our Facebook page. Patreon, huge, huge, huge thank you to all our Patreon supporters. Patreon.com slash Hysteria51. You can get extra episodes on there and t-shirts. We've also been releasing our uh, Cafeteria 51 episodes yeah, early yeah, we, on Patreon. Yeah, we do early stuff on there and we got some extra stuff coming. And once we hit, uh, we get back up to 100, we'll be doing our monthly Skype calls and things like that. Also, you can email us if you want to email the show. Info at Hysteria51.com. Voicemails. 773-669-7277. 773-669-7277. If you forget any of this, what's that site you can go to? Hysteria51.com. Or, or gofopedia.com. G-O-F-O-pedia. Like pedia. <laughs> Tell a friend about the show. And, uh, yeah. Hopefully you guys are staying home, staying safe. If you're, li- hopefully you're listening to this and like, what's he talking about quarantine? That was so long ago. I don't even remember it. And hopefully when you're saying that, it's like September of this year. Yeah, or like two, like who knows? <laughs> or like yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. We're ready. We're ready. Not earlier than it needs to be, but I'm ready. You know, the, the one nice thing about this has been really kind of honing in and dialing in our, our uh, recording remotely from Yeah, each other. this is a new thing for us for you and i doing we do a lot of remote shows with other guests with other guests right yeah, right you and i not being face to face i know it's been hard on you and i apologize well i uh it's been it's been tough to uh to not see your smiling face that's true well, as they say in the biz i'm too hot to handle and too cold to hold so it's probably best that you're far <laughs> away from me it's true uh not being around conspiracy bot however has has uh has been kind of a delight your, your t-cells are coming back up to a normal level uh the <laughs> pallor of your skin is back to an acceptable human shade <laughs> it's true it's all true um and next time i see you brent i'll bring you some i'm ready starter. for that i i, I will because uh uh, I need a new hobby, and if it's stirring and baking things, I'm okay with it, <laughs> Fair especially if it smells like beer, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> All right, John, that's been the Paris Time Gap. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meat sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite, join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.